Welcome to Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator, Aramade Tanubu from Shadow and Act. Well, I want to thank you all so much for being here. It's such an incredible experience to be able to talk to Ms. Sharon Jones and to witness her triumphant comeback with Ms. Sharon Jones. It's just a wonderful documentary. It's so uplifting. Um, and to see someone battling through such a tough disease like cancer to come out on top um, as she continues to battle it and not letting her, you know, not letting it get her down or anything like that. It's just been really remarkable to be able to meet her and speak with her. So I wanted to show you guys the trailer before I introduce our special guest this evening. Give a huge welcome to Sharon Jones and the Dap King. Hit it. Sharon's voice is like a train. You better get out the way. People have called Sharon Jones a female James Brown. In the 1980s, Sharon Jones was working in a series of jobs that included a corrections officer. Correction officer at Rikers! She doesn't have a radio hit, but she has a huge audience all over the world. Please welcome back Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings! Nineteen years, we've been constantly going. I remember the first winter. There was no heat. Sharon and I did all the electricity. It was tough. They said I was too fat, too black, too short, and too old. And look at me now. All this hard work is finally paying off. Something was clearly wrong. Her eyes were yellow. She was losing weight. And the doctor said, it's cancer. She might not come back. We were freaked out, you know? This is my sister. She can be real tough. This isn't the end of her career. This is the middle. Go on, Sharon. You know this is what you do. Get on out there and sing. But I told myself, God bless you with a gift. Use your gift. I have no eyebrows, but I'll be looking cute. I feel my day is coming. We're going to sell a million records. Please welcome Miss Sharon Jones. The show must go on. Well, without further ado, I'd love to introduce director Barbara Koppel and Miss Sharon Jones to the stage. How y'all doing? All right, good. I was watching y'all watch the... Um, I was too, and I was really excited because they were all watching it over there as well. How did Miss Sharon Jones come about? How did you guys come together for this project? Well, there's this wonderful man named Alex, who's right over here. <laughs> come, come show yourself. Oh, he ain't coming. He's not. Gonna look at He's Sharon's manager, and he called up. VH1 and said, I think there should be a film about Sharon Jones. And they agreed. Oh. And these two people were Steve Mintz and Brad Abramson. 
and I had done a film with them called Woodstock Now and Then that celebrated the 40th anniversary of Woodstock. And by some really wonderful stroke of good luck, they said, well, we have just the person we think would be great for that. And that was me. And I was just so excited. That's how it started. Wonderful. Well, I know the first time you all actually met was the day, Sharon, you were shaving your head. Yeah. So what was that introduction like for the both of you? Um, well, I knew the camera was coming and I was expecting it, but um, to see them and 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 just while going through that, you can act even though they behind the cameras taking this stuff, mm -hmm. you, you could see, they I can see that they felt what I was feeling, the sadness, you know, and but they captured everything and um, they gave me that. You saw at the end, I was like, oh, I look sort of cute there, <laughs> you know. So. Um, put some you know you got to put a little humor and stuff and um it was and also on that day you showed your incredible sense of humor because you went to a place to try on wigs <laughs> and we were we could hardly contain ourselves to stop laughing <laughs> she would model them and then she'd have some criteria for every one of them do you remember that yeah yeah <laughs> i said one of them made me look like dion warwick <laughs> When she was not Dionne Warwick, the singer Dionne Warwick, the um, I don't know. She was telling your future child, the yeah, the future teller. Yeah, that was the one I looked like. Wonderful. Well, you've been with the Dap Kings now for almost twenty years with some of them. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, twenty years. Wow. Yeah. Um, what has that journey been like with them as a family, as like your brothers? Um, what has that that been like for you all? Not all of them have been with me over the twenty years. Basically, Gabe, maybe Neil, maybe eighteen. You know, some some like twelve years and um, some six years. You know, but just being twenty years with Gabe, just the band, as you can see, that's why we're so tight. Mm -hmm. I think that's why our music we connect because we like they they have no idea some nights what I'm gonna do on stage. I'll be like, whatever I feel like doing, like, <laughs> band. They go what band? You know, and just having to play something. And it, matter of fact, last the other night. I came out, I haven't did the song, got to be the way it is in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I go, bam, they go, what? Bam, it's got to be what? Bam, the way it is, they go, bam. But then I, the, then I, they was all like, <gasps> and they was all like, ah, hitting notes. I was like, ah, oh, I've caught the Dap Kings off guard. But they, they got it. <laughs> but they, they didn't know what I was going to do. So just being close like that, I could just call stuff. Gabe, just follow me. He can watch me. He'll know if when I'm struggling, he'll know that, let's pick it up. You know, or slow it down, give it a chance. To, and he called the songs, but um, they watch me and they know. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, we're like a glove. I always say that we like a glove, you know, the hand fit right in the glove. Well, Barbara, for you as a filmmaker, were there any points where you thought you wanted to take the camera away as Sharon was trying to heal? Or were there any moments in the film that were really difficult for you to watch? Um, no. Uh, a documentary filmmaker never wants to take the camera away. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to miss a In moment, a treasure, you know, somebody, something happening that's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the camera there, you've really blown it. For sure. Um, and I think the difficult things, Sharon's such an amazing personality. Mm -hmm. She's so full of life and 
just sunshine glows wherever she's around. So even the difficult situation, she made them so beautiful. Even sitting in the room where people were getting chemo, she'd make them laugh. She'd talk to them about things, and she would laugh. And it, it was really wonderful. Wonderful. Experience to be with her. That's incredible. Well, Sharon, let's talk about your latest single, I'm Still Here. It's just a beautiful song, and it, it fits perfectly with the film. Um, can you talk about writing that or what your experience is performing that? We, we actually finished that up um, a couple of months ago. Um, I was actually in the studio um, working on the album, and then we got the, the, to, to, to do the, um, the commercial, the Lincoln Town Car commercial. And at that point in time, I started going through pains, and that's when I realized the cancer and stuff was back. And we finished it up, and they was like, we got to have a movie for the, a theme song for the film. And we had just finished that song. We went in, and they like, what are we going to do? And they're like, just write about when I left my home. And it was like I sit there and wrote it, but the whole band, we all put our input in on, on what's I was like, well, how do I put in cancer. They're like, don't say cancer. <laughs> say the big C crashed down upon me. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds good. And, and, you know, and we just went from there. And, and a lot of the places like down under the, the big bowl, we talk about the Hollywood bowl, we just use certain terms. And um, it felt good watching everyone watch me write this. And, and what else can I say about my story? I left, you know, and they were like, bap, bap. and that's how we wrote that. And it, we did that in like a you did it really quickly really quick, because yeah. we had yeah. to put it in, you know, f over the credits to finish the film, to just to give it to stars. I think we finished so that. We and did it two very days. quickly. Yeah, wow. we did. It was fun. And it's well, like a little bio of my life. Yeah, for sure. And you've worked so hard to get where you are. And I just wanted to show this clip um, to really give people an idea of how far Sharon has come. Look at this. I wish oh. my mother could have seen this. It's like all these years, me and the Dab Kings, you know, the hardship that we go through. I, I, I mean, I, it's in church, we used to sing this song. I mean, it was, um, Sister Bullock, and she used to always sing this song. May the works I've done speak for me. May the work I've done speak for me. And, and, and this just, you know, when she's she like, when I've done the best I can, I want my friends who understand May the works I've done, you know. And, and it's just that I just believe that now what I'm doing, it, it, all this hard work is, is finally paying off, you know. And, and that's, that's my goal. That was my goal all these years, just to do good music and, and to get out here and be recognized. I mean, of course, you're going to become a star and all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I never had in my head that I want to be a star. I think all the time when I had in my head I wanted to be a star and nothing happened. And when I just said, you know what, I just want to sing and use this gift and people love me, you know, for my voice, not the way I look, and enjoy my music. And that seems to be happening right now. To see my, me, the same woman that the guy from Sony said I was too fat, too black, too short and too old. And look at me now, you know, I'm still, I lost a little weight since the chemo and <laughs> cancer, but <laughs> I'm still black. <laughs> And I'm, I'm short, I'm not gonna change. I'm still 4'11 and a quarter, you know, but I'm, I'm just a better person than, than, than I. I'm a better person than when that man told me that because I felt bad and I looked at myself and saw ugliness. I saw, you know, and that's when I said I came home to my mother and my mother said, you know, 
you don't listen to that man, you know. You just realize when you're a beautiful black young woman and God bless you with a gift and, and use your gift. Yeah, that was those, you know, and I look back and I get to watch this and I look how the chemo is affecting me again, but it's not how it turns my skin dark and my fingers and I'm looking at that like, wow, you know. But it always just, you know, you get to see it and it, and it just, I just still see how I, that fight I have in me and I just want to keep fighting, you know, I just want to be here. And, and I'm just so glad that I inspire other people to, you know, other cancer patient or you've known someone just to, I'm just glad to be what I am and this movie out, it's just amazing. Yeah. For sure. And also this movie makes you feel so good after you've seen it. Um, I showed it at several film festivals. It opened at Toronto, actually, where Sharon and everybody saw it for the first time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never a frame <laughs> <laughs> before that. And my whole feeling was to watch her watching the film and, you know, where she laughed, where she cried. Um, I was just ecstatic to see her. And I don't know how you felt about seeing it with all those people, Sharon. Well, I felt good, you know. I mean, I really wasn't looking, but I would to hear the, the laughter. Mm -hmm. And then you look around and you see people, like, you know, wiping their eyes and, like, the same time. And, but the main thing is got me, Barbara got a seat, like, right in front of me. So every time I look up, I look down, this is what I see. <laughs> and she's like, and then she's watching me when I'm crying. And then she's like, and then she got a camera, <laughs> you know. So that was that was funny to watch her watching me watch the movie was pretty cool. And but but you have to understand that being there with you and everybody for us as filmmakers is the dessert. Oh. Because there we are, and you're rolling your eyes sometimes when we come and visit, but, and there we are in the editing room, and then we finally get to see it, yeah. and if you like it, it's yeah. the most exciting thing in the world, I yeah. can't tell you. And I'm sort of glad I waited to, to, to see it for the first time, because there was a certain scene in the movie <laughs> <laughs> that I had definitely forgotten about, and I really got angry at the band, I cursed them out, like, I mean, literally used words at um, <laughs> all. I, I think like, we got an X-ray. No, I'm I, kidding. I, I'm when, kidding. When I saw it, I was like, Ooh, oh, you know, and, and I was like, church people are going to be watching this. And then I'm like, well, you know what? Those people that I've been around at church, they know me. They've been around me and everyone who knows. I would not use that language, but get me angry and it just flies out. I turn to a sailor where it just blah, blah, blah. And so so they, they'll laugh at that. I just told them, everyone at church, I said, when you see that, don't you judge me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the only time in the entire film that you're upset. The yeah. only time, which right. is and it was, And that wasn't long, right? You saw how. No, and you, know, you, know, you, were, you were tired and you were ready to eat, so. You know, they know how to calm me down, those guys. They know what to do. And also, too, Sharon's doesn't BS you, ever. <laughs> she's the real deal. And if she feels something about you, she's just going to say it. Like, get out of my face, or I don't want to see you, or... Why aren't you going to dinner? You know, she's real, she's genuine, and that's what makes her so wonderful, is she's so down to earth. For sure, and you can feel that from the, from the film, you can definitely yeah. feel that. Well, I wanna talk about the Beacon Theater performance because it was really your comeback performance after um, being away for a while, healing. What was that like for you? That was um, all, all those months, 
that I was taking the chemo and going through all these changes and all of that was that night and here I am back behind this stage and I'm still knowing I'm going to be a different person like am I going to be that you know what am I going to do am I going to get tired do I have to sit down you know am I am I going to be able to dance you know uh, how the air and you know vocal. I was just a bundle of nerves but I'm always a bundle of nerves before I go on but not like that night and it's always once I know I had the chemo brain you know because people don't realize you're on that chemo and you get fogginess you forget things and I was like am I gonna remember all these lyrics you know and these these all the new songs and we did literally every song off the oh, album no. so I was like they came to me after you, well you'll see people you'll see the clip what about you Barbara How yeah that night for me was really emotional um, because I was backstage with um, Sharon sort of interviewing her a little bit or letting her just speak about how she was feeling. And she said, I don't know who the real Sharon is anymore because Sharon is, you know, like James Brown. And, you know, she tossed her hair, <laughs> dance around. Um, and she was afraid maybe she wasn't going to be able to do that or to move or to be too short of breath. And all these things were going through her mind. And uh, and then she went backstage and she was holding a cup and her hands were shaking, trying to get her nerves together. Then it was almost time for her to go up. She went over to the curtain and we could see her from the back and she looked like a prize fighter, ready to right. go into the ring, ready to take over. And when they said, Miss Sharon Jones, who kicked cancer in the ass, boom, she just went out. She was amazing. Okay. Well, we have a clip for you guys to see of that performance. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right, you described it great. <laughs> We're really grateful. We just thank you so much, God. And we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Lord. Thank you. Bless Sharon from the top of her head Hallelujah. to the soles of her feet, Lord Hallelujah. God. Let her remember her lyrics yes. and yes, everything. Sir. Thank yes, you, Lord. Lord. Amen. 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 Tonight we got Dave. We got everybody tonight. Yes. Let's enjoy it.
such a great moment. Such a yeah, great moment. Yeah, it was, that was incredible. Well, I have one more question, and then we're going to open it up to you guys. Um, but my last question for you, Ms. Jones, is what do you want your legacy to be as an artist? Oh, um, just to be a, a heart, the hardest working woman in showbiz. Let me stop. Uh, just want to have that, that I, I did work hard. And, and, and if you're going to do something, you got to put time in. You know, you got some of these young guys coming out, you know, the new artists. They're out here for five minutes. When I say five minutes, two years, one year. And they're making millions and they're such a big starter. They don't know what to do. And I think, like, when you work hard for something, you appreciate it a little bit more. You know, you don't take things for granted. And I just really want um, to be a people to say, wow, that young lady had a great voice, which because I say God gave me that gift. And they really made some good music, and she put out some good soul music. And I just want to be on people. That's it. I mean, I just want to be recognized for what we work hard for. for sure. we, we're musicians. We do good music, and we want people to enjoy our music, you know, and that's my legacy, just to enjoy what I've done, and just always know that I've, I was a fighter. That's what I want people to, you know, sure. I was a fighter. And one of the things that I want for Sharon, because Sharon has a dream, and I think we can all make it come true, is to sell a million records. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of her dreams. Well, I'm going to open it up to the audience. Hello. <laughs> uh, do you feel that this whole experience with the documentary made you be able to go through this whole experience easier? Like, did it make the whole cancer Yeah, treatment? the second time around, um, yeah. Um, it's like, I know, to me, that was the hardest part because the first, when you just found out you had cancer and the type of cancer, and I saw myself on my deathbed for maybe about an hour or two, and then... You know, that I know, no, I got I got a job to do. I got something to go on with. And now just, now I'm just, it's back. I'm just continuing to fight. Just continuing off from where I left in. And, and just want to be an inspiration to anyone out there who's battling with cancer. You know, a family member that you know, you know, or you've lost someone. Just, just inspire you to look back and know that their death wasn't in vain. You know, as long as they was a fighter. You know, and just, and I tell people, are you around someone with cancer? Just don't pity them. Just show them love and be there for them and keep them happy. You know, that's the main thing is the showing love and happiness and joy. And that'll keep, the, keep them uplifted, you know. Because if somebody see you all the time, every time you look at me, you know, crying, I'm going to be like, dang, you know. And then I'm going to feel bad. So, you know, you want, you know, you want to all try to be positive. And I hope I answered your question. Okay. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> uh, I just want to say I love your music. Thank you for sharing your beautiful gift with us, first of all. Well, thank you. Um, my question was, what was the hardest part of having you know, a camera crew follow you around, and did you at any moment want them to just, you know, just go away? You know what, no. Um, once we got through that, you know, that only one thing I told them is like, I don't want this to be a reality show. I mean, you're filming me, yes, and you're going to get, you know, times, but... I was not going to have them. And, and one thing about the crew, they, they respected the wishes. That's what made me relax and feel comfortable around them. Because I said, if I didn't want something in there, they didn't put it in there. And one of the things was I did not want to, like, can you imagine if y'all would have watched this movie, then in the morning, here I am getting out of bed. Like, what, they slept with me with the camera in my face, you know? So that was like, you know, and I didn't want stuff like that. And, and they caught that. And, like, certain things, the guys is, 
back talking or use certain language and talking about certain things personal. Didn't want that stuff to be put out, you know, and everything was great. So, and now I see it and I'm like, hey, I'm glad I did it. And I, once we started, I never regret it. A couple of times I would mess with them, you know, like, um, <laughs> like how much we have to get you quiet by yourself, downtime. I'm like, but how much can you film? Like, I figured 10 minutes of that, that's all you need. 10 minutes of me being silent. And they're filming me and I'm sitting here painting by number. So I look up. So how long are you guys going to be? And they're like, Sharon, don't talk to us. We're not here. I'm like, you are here. How you think I'm going to, you know, and then just make them laugh. But, you know, it was all good. I'm, I mean, I'm so glad they, they really did that for me. I'm glad I didn't fight it and didn't say no. You know, just took it. You know, you have to be, because if you don't want to do something, it's not going to be right. So if every time they came in, I was like, let me just put on this good face, caught the camera. See, that wouldn't have been a good thing. So everything worked great right and there has to be love between people and trust between people and this passion that you would see on her face you know like even like i said she's looking up watching she's always like even she's explaining it and to see the passion that they put in behind those cameras it's just what i put on stage the passion when me and my the band get the plan that's the love we have it and you can see the love they had for the filming so that was just great combination so you were talking about wanting to break a million records. Um, do you find that with audiences the way they are today, as opposed to 20 years ago, it's more difficult, or, or, uh, easier, or do you feel that uh, it's much harder because you'd really have to get out there and play live and it's harder to sell through records? You know Can what? you talk about the state of the business for you? Well, for the state of business, you know, you got a lot of, we're an independent label. If, if we had to sell, like, my first album came out and I didn't sell a million copies, the record label had been kicked me away. Our record's not going to fall. Whether I sell 500 or 5,000 or 500,000, we're still going to be dapped on records and we, our label's going to still be the same and we're still going to tour. That's, that's the difference in independence. You know, you got these major labels, of course they're going to promote. They gonna, if I'm making millions, you can imagine how many millions they'll be making, you know, so. And then they just, they want to, you got to be, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to dress. We want to sell you. We want sex. And I'm like, nobody's going to tell me what to do and how to move and go on stage and do I have They have to be natural to me. That's why we call it soul. And it comes from your heart. And you get on that stage and you feel off that audience. And, and I go from there. That's, that's the difference in soul and, and whatever this is, stuff they call nowadays. Hi, Sharon. I love your music so much. My dad did, too. Um, I, too, found out this year that I had cancer. And I'm just wondering, I can't believe how positive you are. I, it's, it, it's amazing to me. I've been watching you. So this happened in March. I'm like, how does she do it? How, how, what? And do you spend time with like talking to other cancer people. No, I, and stuff I didn't. Or? They wanted to, um, when I was out, they was like, we're going to want to send you some site. I said, I don't want to go. I don't really need to go and sit in a cycle. I just didn't want to go and sit and talk. I just, just, just my upbringing and, you know, my faith and being around church and being around so many family members 
dying from cancer and being around, and it's here. Yeah. It's just life, and you just got to realize, no matter what, whether I they would have told me I only had a few months, I would have had to deal with it then and there. Life is life. You crying is not going to change it. It's going to happen. It's no matter what you do, you know. So you just have to accept it. And I think once you accept it, you can deal with it better. And, and, and just try to make yourself happy. And just try to keep yourself happy yeah. and keep positive people around you. I was wondering... Is there any music that you listen to that I did listen, I, I did listen to gospel some you know every yeah. once in a while I'll find that gospel stuff to listen to that was mine but I didn't listen to a lot of music mm -hmm. because I didn't listen to it because I couldn't sing it I couldn't get up and go ah, you know I couldn't even take in air from that whipple you know with the first operation mm -hmm. I had but you have to find your space yeah. and find for you no matter you're going to deal with different cancer patients they're going to tell you oh girl I did this and everyone is going to tell you so much stuff but you just yeah. have to grip what you want and what makes you feel good and yeah and the main thing is just stay positive don't you're definitely a huge inspiration to me these last well, few months it's, it's, if you Time. just come in it's going to be a battle if you just you know it's just beginning but you just got to Make sure you got good doctors and good people and ask a lot of questions yeah. and think for yourself. And don't just let the doctor tell you this. You tell them what you feel and what's going on, yeah. you know. Thank you so much for everything. Okay. Hi, this question is for both of you, actually. What advice do you have for young people in the arts? Well, I'm going to, well, you can talk about your film. To me, the arts, if you're going out here, just make sure... You follow your dream. You you go through with it, and make sure you got talent. Now, you know some people swear they can sing and they can't sing. Now, now let me tell you, if you can't, you can't. If you ain't got a talent, check me out. I'm bad, and everybody, go, ah, I don't think so. I think you should listen. But if you go somewhere and everybody go like, oh, that's you know, when you get that, you you'll know when it's natural, and you just follow it. Cause don't let anybody tell you you'll never make it or you're not this. Because, you know, if you got it and it's there, follow it and don't give up. You stole my lines. Ah, stop it. <laughs> but uh, you can do it. And if you have enough passion and perseverance, you will have lots of people that will help you. That's right. And will make things easier for you. You just have to let them know what you want to do, and you'll be so surprised. And don't, don't be shy. Go out there, talk to people, go to events like this, meet people, and do the things that you want to do, and people will help. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Always fight against your fears. Whenever I'm scared, I always go out and I do what I need to do, even though I'm petrified inside. Thank you. Hi. Um, so basically... How, I mean, I assume you didn't know each other before you started this documentary. Did you spend time before shooting anything to get familiar? Mm -hmm. And that, then, like, with the first scene with my Jumped head, right in. Right, right in. They just died. Jumped right in. But <laughs> Immediately. then, over the course of filming, you got to That's know cool. each other. Well, we got to know each other because we were always around each other. Right. So... Did you she, feel she googled a little bit. She read up a little bit and followed and yeah. found out. And same with me with her and saw some of her. Oh, movies. you did? I didn't yes, know you course. read up. Yeah, on come me. on, you know, come on, Barbara. I have to tell you all these things. 
So over the course of filming, did you find it hard, Barbara, to keep an objective sense behind the lens? I'm never objective. <laughs> okay. I love the people that I film, and I want them to bloom, and I want them to be the best people they can be. I have not one ounce of objectivity in my body. Awesome. So. I like to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Hi. This question is for Barbara. So... As a documentary filmmaker, with such an amazing talent like Sharon, the editing room can be a little difficult. Are there any scenes that maybe didn't make the final cut that you wish you could have squeezed in there? Um, let me think. I'm a hard fighter for the scenes that I think are wonderful. And lots of times, you know, the editors or Dave Cassidy, our producer, or somebody would feel a certain way. But I have to go by my instincts, even if they hate me that day for doing it. And so I think mostly everything we wanted, I think the only thing that didn't make it that I really wanted um, was Fernando's wedding. Yes. And that was a really beautiful scene and I really liked it. But he can have it for his archive or we can put it in for DVD extras. But I don't remember any other scenes that I lost that I didn't want. I'm glad you said that because I was wondering about that. So yeah, yeah. What is the greatest lesson that you've taken away from this experience? Oh. Um. Well, for me, the greatest lesson is, is that when things go wrong, to be positive to really, sh Sharon taught me so much without even realizing it. I mean, I would go home at night and I would tell my family, I have just met this woman who, you know, is going through a very tough time, but yet she was able to lift everybody else up, including herself. And so I just learned that even if the worst and the most difficult things happen to you, be positive. It's all part of your mind. And live and love life. I mean, here she is going out, you know, doing her tour and not feeling good all the time. She gets on the stage and the adrenaline from the fans takes the pain away. And she gives that adrenaline right back. And that's what I take away from this. And it's a really, really important thing for me now in my life. And I take away that I, I had to learn how to um, allow other people that's not in the family, you know, to trust other people and, and the trust that that's true love they have in order for them to, I allow these people in my life of, at, a, at a personal part. And I had to believe in them. I didn't see a story. I was like, I, story and I had to really just believe that these people and let them do their job and they just said you just be you and I just had to be myself so I had to learn how to trust and, and, and allow people around you that's showing you love and wants to do something for you sometimes you have to allow people to do that for you too sometimes don't say like no thank you or no you got to allow others to come in to learn how to trust and, and, ex and know that they're right they see what they see I'm not a director I may see this not like that, but got to allow them to do their talent. Like when I get on the stage, don't try to tell me how to sing. Right. <laughs> and the beauty of this is that 
it's always here. It will never be erased. It'll always yeah. be here, and it'll always show all of these emotions and movements and feelings and sensibilities. And that, for me, is really important that we will always have this film called Miss Sharon Jones. And you get to see all of my emotions, the fear. And I know you got fear, young lady, and it's gonna be, you just gotta be strong and don't let that fear take over though, you know. You, you, you get over that fear, all right? And you cry when you wanna cry and you let it out, you know, and don't let nobody try to tell you what and how. You let your emotions out when they're there at that point in time. And, and, and the happiness, but allow the love too to come from someone and someone to be there for you, all right? Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Miss okay. Sharon Jones will be out in theaters this Friday, um, and it will go wider next week as well. Um, thank you both so much for being here with us today. So it's Friday, the 29th, for one week at the IFC. And if you go and you tell your friends and you social media about it, maybe it'll be two weeks <laughs> at the IFC. So, All right. Thank you all.